Amen. Praise God for His Word. In over 50 years of ministry, I have never felt more driven by the Holy Spirit to challenge the church to unconditional surrender to the Lord. 35 years ago, the Spirit warned me that there would be coming dark days in America. I never dreamed that there would be a pandemic that would almost completely shut down our nation and for that matter, most of the world. I was warned that if Christians don't sell out to God, they will eventually sell out to a secular society. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Bible declares that in the last days, strong delusion would come upon those who reject the truth that they might be saved. Unless we fall in love with Jesus and make serving Him our number one priority, we will not survive the deceiving spirits that are loosed upon America today. And I think most of you can agree that we are living in a time of strong delusion. Brother James says, Lay aside all filthiness and abundance of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Paul warned Timothy of perilous times in the last days when men would be lovers of themselves, lovers of money and of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. I'm concerned that the vast majority of American Christians are deceived and are not living according to God's Word. In the 21st century church, the truth is we don't like the truth. Let me say it again. The truth is we don't like the truth. We like victories without battles. We like winning without effort or sacrifice. We like fruit without planting. We like joy without serving. We want the Christian life without pain and without sorrow and without suffering. We literally want heaven on earth. But we are not in the days of heaven yet, even though we experience a taste of heaven through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. We love the promised blessings of God, but don't want to live faithful lives, not understanding that it's our faithfulness to God that allows Him to bless us with His goodness and His perfected plans. We must become disciples of Christ because that is His will. And life as we know it is getting shorter and getting worse all the time. In our society, we continue to see mass shootings, mass drug overdoses, racial bigotry, rising suicide rates, a political government in war with itself, and a world in chaos. And that was before COVID-19 pandemic. The wrong question to ask is not, when will all of this stop? The evil will not stop until Jesus comes back and establishes his kingdom upon the face of the earth. The right question is, as Christians, what shall we do until he comes back for us? The Bible said in our text, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved or to be shaken. The word sustain means to maintain to provide for, to protect and defend, to support and supply. God will sustain us if we will choose to be His righteous servants, those who are committed to following His plan, His words, His will. If we cast our burdens upon Him, 
he will take care of us. The Lord is our helper if we put him first and trust him to do what needs to be done. God wants to meet our needs so that we can focus on pleasing him and not surviving our situation. I'm concerned that we've spent so much time face, talking about survival and how we're going to survive that we fail to understand this thing is not a surprise to God. Your problems are not a surprise to God. Our nation's problems are not a surprise to God. Everything we're going through, He already knows about. He's already seen. He has already prescribed what He is able to do for us if we will trust Him and if we will believe Him. But we do have to obey him. God wants our needs met, let me say it again, so that we can focus on pleasing him and not simply surviving our situation. Psalm 37 tells us to commit our way to the Lord, trust in him, and rest patiently for him to provide for us. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Brother Timmy was using this very scripture a week or so ago in a devotion. And he said, he delights in his way. But it doesn't stop there. It says, though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his right hand. Amen. In, Psalm, in Matthew excuse me, chapter 6, the Bible said, do not worry about your life. Seek or pursue first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of the things that you need will be added unto you. Pursuing first the kingdom means making the priority of your life, pursuing the will and the work of God, developing his characteristics in our lives. If our relationship with Jesus is what it should be, if we are progressing toward mature love, then all we have to do in difficult times is to cast our cares on Him. That's called trust. Commit our lives to His will. That is called accepting His sovereignty and continuing seeking daily to follow His plans for our life. He will sustain us and give us everything we need to continue intimate and obedient fellowship and relationship with Him. Although we see the craziness of the world around us, God's will is that we pursue kingdom work. And that is the work of reaping a harvest and making disciples. The greatest 21st century harvest could be our children and our grandchildren of the church who have gone astray from the Lord. In fact, during this time of shutdown, if you're not having daily devotions with your children, if you're not having church in your home, if you're not praying together and reading the Bible together and worshiping together, then you're missing out on the best blessing of this shutdown. With no sports and no entertainment and nothing, some of you don't even have jobs, so you've got plenty of time to be ministering and bringing revival to your family and to your home. Shame on you if you're not doing that. Because God has given you this time. And you say, I, I don't believe that God is over this. Well, you, you can believe what you want to believe, and I don't want to get in an argument with you. But God was not surprised by this pandemic. And he always makes all things work together for good to them that love him and call her according to his purpose. And so we need to accept that God's purpose during this time of shutdown is to seek his face, to win and restore relationships in our homes and in our families and with our loved ones ministering unto them, not only those that are actually in the home, but, but through Facebook and FaceTime and any other means that you have to let your people know, to 
let your family know, to let your children and grandchildren know that we are living in a time where we need to be getting in the ark of safety and seeking the Lord. He will provide for us until He comes, but we've got a responsibility to work until He comes. He will sustain us and give us everything we need to fulfill His righteous will in our lives. He's promised that in His Word. The greatest harvest may be the one that you're living with. If we believe the times are urgent, then we need to be intentional about reaching the lost, whether they be in our home or in our neighborhood or at work or around the world. We must become more intentional because the time is short and there are labors for the kingdom, but the laborers have to be laboring in order for the work to get done. There is an old hymn of the church that says, in times like these, you need a savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure. Be very sure. Hallelujah. Your anchor holds the solid rock. And we know that that rock is Jesus. He is the one. The rock is Jesus. He's the only one. The song says, be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, we need to trust in the sovereignty of God. In times like these, we need to accept the sovereignty of God. In times like these, we need to obey the sovereignty of God. Some of you are dealing with overwhelming issues. I understand that. Some of you are dealing with alcohol and drug issues. Some of you degenerate sexual expressions. Some of you depression. Some of you financial hardships and unemployment. Some of you are suffering grief from the loss of loved ones. Many of you are dealing with emotional, mental, and physical health issues. You, feel, you may feel like the world is closing in on top of you, but I have good news for you today. Cast your cares on the Lord. Commit yourself to His will and continue seeking relationship with Him and service for Him. And He will sustain you and use you for His glory. His light shines best when it's the darkest. And we living in a dark world. Let the light shine. If you believe that, flash your lights at me this morning. I want to make sure you're hearing what I'm saying. We live in a dark world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We live in a dark world. And yet God has called us to be the light of the world. We are his representatives. We are his chosen. We are his people. Commit your way and to his will, commit your will to his will and continue to do the things that God has taught us to do in his word that we might be faithful followers of Christ. He did not just call us to be Christians unless being Christians is to be Christ-like. He has called us to be disciples of Christ. He has called us to give our very lives for his work, his will, and his glory. So do not get sidetracked by trying to live in a survival existence. He did not call us to survive. He called us to overcome. And we are more than overcomers, he said. Hallelujah. More than overcomers because he loves us and has empowered us with his spirit and with his word. An old song of the church says, There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Eventually, this pandemic will pass. I'm believing it's already beginning to pass. 
But one thing is sure. God does not want us to go back to business as usual. God, I hope that we have learned during this time what the real priorities should be. And it's not entertainment, it's not hobbies, it's not sports, it's not the things that may have been keeping us busy in the past. It is seeking the face of Almighty God and following His direction and will for our lives. For every single one of us are called to make a difference in this world. You are a difference maker and God has called you to make a difference. Father, I love you with all my heart, and I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for your blessings. And I am declaring your kingdom to come and your will to be done in every one of our lives. Every day I pray for the Christian Life Church uh, uh, membership and family. Every day I pray for our pastoral staff, our elders and our deacons. Every day I'm praying for those who are ministering in our church. And I, I know that over half the people in our church are involved in ministry in one way or another. I pray that 100% will be involved in ministry. And not just doing what is easy or what is convenient or what is comfortable, but doing what you've called us to do, being the light in the darkness so that people may find their way to you. And God, we give you the glory, honor, and praise. We continue to lift up Pastor Bob to you and pray that you will enable him to be able to pass those stones quickly and he will find relief. And we pray uh, for our dear sister Dina, God, that you would heal her, whatever her condition is, that you would restore her to complete health and peace and comfort. God, I pray that all of the members and leadership of this family, of this church, will recognize the role that they have to play. And if they do not know what that role is, that they will seek you and that they will seek wisdom and then have the courage to obey you with all of their heart. I love you and I thank you for victory and for this beautiful day you've given us to worship and honor you. You alone are God and there is no other and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.